Hey, drama fam. It's Dylan with a quick message before our fantastic episode today with Q Smith from Come From Away. If you love drama and you want to continue to support Connor and I, there's a free and easy way to do so. Just head on over to wherever you get your podcasts, hit the subscribe button, and every single Wednesday, you will get our new episodes delivered directly to your little podcast home. It's super easy and cozy. And while you're in there, be sure to, you know, leave us a five-star rating, maybe even write a quick review. That would absolutely make our day. And if you want to go another extra mile, so that's two miles, if you're following from home, you can go ahead and also subscribe to our Patreon where we are releasing bonus episodes, putting close friends content on Instagram and continuing to deliver drama to you every single week. We have a very exciting next couple of months coming up and we want to make sure that you're subscribed. We love you all and enjoy the episode. Press play. Curtain of an hour in. It's time to taste in the shade and tea to spill. Ooh, drama. Oh, that's a tweet. Did they book? Who got none? They option no. Oh, I'm not well. What, what star will we talk to today? today? Oh, that's a gag, honey. Say no more. Drama. Drama. Welcome to Drama, a podcast with Connor and Dylan McDowell. And it's about theater. And pop culture. And also love. But mostly life. That's right. That's right. So Dylan, what's up? It's fall in New York. Like fully fall. Is it when Harry met Sally fall? (laughs) It is, but not like there's no beautiful orange leaves crunching on the ground and people aren't wearing sweaters yet, but it is fall in New York. And I think that's my favorite season. It's so, it's so romantic, as we like to say. In New York. we, We love to not pronounce the T in romantic. It is. It's dreamy. I love uh, all the seasons in New York, except for, oh, I love being there in the summer, but I don't like the summer because of back sweat. But I love Christmas in the city. It's so magical. Uh, true. I love spring in the city when it's sort of still cool, but it's also kind of warm and the back sweat has yet to come. And also it's like all the new Broadway shows and everyone's getting excited about award seasons in spring. Uh-huh. Yeah. Fall is cool. You're right. I do love fall. It's so special. I'm wondering how you're doing. I just had a weird deja vu moment. I'm not going to lie. Like my brain kind of just shut down for a second because I'm remembering how it's, I've been in this apartment for like a year now. And I'm remembering Mm -hmm. those early recordings I did when I first moved into this space and how like, I don't know, it's one of those weird, uh, my brain is, is melting, but I can remember recording with like Gina DeWall in this room and like, it still felt like summer and it was brand new to me. And I'm thinking about like the past year, there was like a very specific, fall Sunday last year where they had just kicked the heat on in my unit and we were with Jay Harrison G and then I ran downtown to meet the cast of Winter House. Do you remember this? I do remember that. That was so fun. I'm so nostalgic in the fall. You know, a change is also synonymous with fall. I would say things are always kind of, you know, obviously the season's changing and everything. It's the beginning of a school year for those who celebrate, but you know, (laughs) <laughs> we got some breaking Broadway news yesterday that we need to get into. Phantom of the Opera is going to be closing in early 2023 after 35 years on Broadway. Were you shocked or like what was going through your head? I thought it was going to run forever. I really did. I just thought, you know what? They've got it down. They know that they only need to sell the orchestra in order to make, make a <laughs> buck on that show. That's why that theater is so popular. And it was so popular up until the time that Phantom opened. It was Hal Prince's favorite place to go. I mean, it's where... The original Funny Girl played with Barbara. It's where um, South Pacific played. It, it was like one of those big, um, a little night music. It's one of those places where like the best musical would open or or big shows would open. And so 
the Schubert's always loved putting it up to like the hot producers, you know, like Rodgers and Hammerstein or Andrew Lloyd Webber. And so it's just crazy to think that some new tenant is going to be taking over. I'm gagged when you become a theater historian. I'm always like, <laughs> wait, you, you know a lot about this stuff. Well, I just actually read a theater book that you got me. I want to say either for my birthday or for Christmas last year called Second Act Trouble. And it was about oh, yeah. like problematic shows that like workshopped out of town and then sort of flopped on Broadway. And hmm. it includes a lot of little tidbits in there about different tenants of theaters. That sounds really interesting. But yeah, Phantom. And here's where we kind of like, we lose our theater credibility card for running this show for almost well, three my years. Fir- the first text I sent you was, well, now we have to see it. Right, because we've never <laughs> stepped foot in the Majestic. We've never seen yeah. the Phantom of the Opera performed I live know. on Broadway. But I think it's because we always thought it was going to be there. So we're like, well, if I'm only in town for a weekend, I mean, you obviously live around the corner from there, but I'm going to want to check out the shows that are new and hot and fresh. And, you know, I really kicked myself for not seeing it when Jay Johnson was, was Raul in the show. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, we've got to go then. We have to make our plans. We're going. It's going to be so fun. I do love a lot of those songs, to be honest with you. Is that oh, yeah. okay to admit? Yeah, it's going to yeah, be great. Absolutely. I think it's going to be like, you know, it's chilling, like some of those songs, like hearing them for like in a new context. There's that line of like, it's over now, the music of the night. Like there's things like that that... will really resonate differently in the Majestic Theater. And then we'll see what's going to open. Maybe a new musical will come into town at the beginning of 2023 and win the Tony for Best New Musical. Whoa. I know. I would imagine, though, they're going to renovate the you-know-what out of the Majestic. I don't know what it looks like inside, so I'll have to um, I'll have to do some investigating. All right. Well, speaking of shows that are sadly closing... I know, that's such a sad transition. It's a sad transition, but one that fits. But we want to celebrate the success of this show. We want to celebrate one of its iconic stars. Mm -hmm. And we finally have her on the pod. And I'm going to bring our guest in today with with a little introduction that you wrote up, Dylan. But yeah, well, good job to you, honestly, because it it slays. But our guest today is currently starring in the Tony Award-winning Broadway production of Come From Away, for which she originated the role of Hannah and Others in 2017. She's brought her heart and talent to the Rialto in the first Broadway revival of Les Miserables, as well as Mary Poppins, both on tour and in New York City. She made history as the first African-American artist to play a principal role in Mary Poppins, appearing as Mrs. Corey, Miss Andrew, Queen Victoria, and others. She toured with the North American cast of A Night with Janis Joplin, playing the roles of Aretha Franklin and Nina Simone. Off-Broadway, she performed the role of Mabel Washington in Fame on 42nd Street, of which she can be heard on the cast album. Other noted credits include Abyssinia, a gospel celebration, showboat and concert at Carnegie Hall, guest soloist for Hillary Clinton's Vital Voices Global Leadership Awards at the Kennedy Center, and as a guest soloist for Barack Obama's inaugural ceremonies. Work. You just might know our guests from television appearances on The Good Fight, Evil, I Take These Zoe, Black Box, and more. She's part of that closing cast of Come From Away, which ends its smash Broadway run in October and is working on her book, Queens of the Theater. Please welcome to drama, Q Smith. Thank you. Hi. That was awesome. Makes me feel special. So nice to meet you, Q. Nice to meet you guys. Thank you for having me. Yes, oh we are such big fans. Q, I have to be honest, you f- you find me in a vulnerable state because in preparing for this conversation, I was, of course, listening to Come From Away. And I have to tell you, I listened to like the last 10 minutes 
and of the show and oh my god does it bring out such a deep emotional response in me i mean i starting with like the 38 planes bit in onto the end it's game over it's absolute game over yeah 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 this show is is special i mean the music alone i actually just recently asked our conductor our music director is there a world in which I can have just the orchestration, just the instrumental? The music tells such a story, you know what I mean? The actors add to it, the writers add to it, and it, it is so beautifully done and so beautifully crafted by um, every aspect, the director, the costume designers, the writers, and the choreographer. It is so well-crafted, um, but the music alone is just tells its own story. It's my favorite part of the show. And oh. it was like the the Broadway debut. It sort of put them on the map, the, the writers of the show. Yeah, and they're young and they're hungry and intelligent and really, really, really kind. I remember when we first met them, they introduced themselves and they were just like, we just wanted to work with nice people. <laughs> they're just innocent in that way, but also they don't take no mess. They're just wide open to to what's the challenges going on in the world. And they got that into this story. And um, it's pretty, pretty powerful, really, really powerful. I remember they told us that, you know, when they were auditioning people, if they liked someone, they would reach out and say, hey, have you worked with this person before? How are they to work with? because they wanted us to represent the show. And people don't really do that much anymore. They're like, oh, you can sing a high C. Okay, let's just do it. And this person mm-hmm. the first person in the world. But they really cared about the type of people coming into the show. They checked wow. your references. They really did. They did. Do you know who they called for you? I have no idea. No, that's so funny. One day someone's going to come out of the woodwork and be like, <laughs> you know, I got this call years ago. <laughs> Yeah. Wow, you're right. They really did create something, all of you, because it feels like from the front of the stage to the back of the stage to the audience, it is such a company. Everyone who's there is part of it. It should have won Best Musical. That's not my dose of drama, but I'm feeling dramatic about it. Time cute. It's timeless. You know. It's uh you know, bittersweet, you know? Bittersweet. I mean, everyone deserves to be applauded and awarded in some way. I agree. That was a really busy season. I remember there was a lot of new musicals in the post-Hamilton season. I think a lot of shows waited until 2016, 17 to open. And, you know, I think that Come From Away is getting the last laugh. Not that it's about that, because y'all will be the final musical of that season open. Trust. By the time you guys close. I mean, y'all got a movie. I mean, it's a a spectacular capture for sure. Mm -hmm. I revisit the material all the time. But like I said, I get so emotional during the last like 10, 15 minutes. I remember the first time I saw it, tears streaming down my face before I even realized it. But in a way, I don't think I've experienced in a Broadway theater before because it wasn't in the way that I was reacting to something that punched me in the gut on stage. It was this built up emotional response to everything I had been experiencing the last 90 minutes and the, oh my God, I just got the chills, but the pure sincerity and good heartedness of this true story on stage. Oh my God. I just, I remember I looked over and I I was in a seat like all the way on the end of the orchestra. It was like a rush ticket. And I, so I could see the audience and I remember 
I, for some reason, glanced over and I saw other people having the same emotional response. It was probably like a month before or uh, probably like April 2017. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it was still so new and oh my God, absolutely beautiful. I mean, in hearing this, I was like, God, I can hear this music out of context and start crying anytime. Dylan, do you feel like you have a piece of art that you experience where you're like, oh my God, doesn't matter if I'm in the middle of the grocery store hearing this song or watching a clip on YouTube of this scene that makes you just weep? Ooh, I would say that song, the first time ever I saw your face, I think it's Roberta Flack or something like that. That song always makes me emotional, but I think it's the end of the movie Big Fish. Have you ever seen Big Fish, Q? Long time ago. I need to revisit it. The end is incredible. And it's sort of the whole movie you're hearing about this man having these crazy adventures and his kids didn't ever really believe him. And at the end, spoiler alert, (laughs) all of the characters come back and it turns out that it was all true. And it's like this whole thing. And it's so, so beautiful. Q, do you have something that evokes beautiful emotion, no matter where you are, what you think about it or listen to it? Mm -hmm. There's a song called, oh gosh, In the Arms of an an Angel. Mm -hmm. Oh, Oh, so good. So beautiful. Um, And then uh, there's a a song, I haven't heard it in so long, but it's a daddy singing about his daughter. Um, It's like a first dance kind of thing you do. Uh, He talks about, oh, butterfly kisses. Oh, yes, I know that song. Mm -hmm. So sweet. It's so sweet. Oh, beautiful. Wait, I said another one. The ending of It's a Wonderful Life, the Christmas movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. I get so emotional when they're like, (laughs) here's George Bailey, the richest man in town. Mm -hmm. It gets me. But anyway, Come From Away, Absolute (laughs) Slay. Does the audience react today to the show in the way they were from the very beginning? Or has the audience response changed? It's the same. And we all talk about it at every talk back, every every interview. It's just mind-blowing. Because when we were in La Jolla, which is where it originated, that's where we did the first production, I should say. We, we didn't know this little show. It was in the smallest theater at La Jolla. They have a larger theater. And we just we kept workshopping this. We kept, you know, they said, you know, we're going to not do this song. We're going to switch to this song tomorrow. We're going to take out that line and put this. Like, it was so many changes and so many things. We were like, is this show going to make it? Are we going to? We had no idea. So the first the opening night there, it was just everybody jumped to their feet. Like it was, they were roaring and it was overwhelming. And we looked at each other like, what? Because <laughs> we, we knew it was pretty special, but we didn't know how an audience would receive it. And so from day one, it has never changed. It has been a standing ovation every night for seven years. Oh, that's so gorgeous. Um, But we're spoiled. I don't know how we're going to do another show without standing ovations. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And have you been with it the whole run? The entire run. Minus uh, my maternity leave when I had a baby and, you know, the pandemic. But I've been with it since. Same with a few other castmates too, right? Astrid. Astrid, Trina, Sharon, and yes, the four of us girls. And Jen Kalela's coming back for the last two weeks. She pops in and out from time to time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Caesar was in it for a long time. Yeah, he just left recently. So he was probably the the last original man. Wow. It is just such a great group of people. And the replacements have all been phenomenal over the years, too. Because Connor and I, of course, have made a few stops back (laughs) over the years. 
You know, the uh, creative team, they do so well with recasting a show or adding a new person. They do so well with it. And they always say, we're taking care of you guys. We're mm. not going to just anybody here. We're taking care of you. And they really, really do. And they mean it. As you sort of head into this, these last couple of weeks, what do you, what do you think is going to be the hardest part about moving on from Come From Away? My stomach just turned. Oh, no. <laughs> I think, I mean, it's just like the best years of your high school. You know, you have, you meet all these cool friends and then you graduate and you're like, are we going to stay in touch? Is this uh, in high school? I'm just, I'm just comparing it to high school because yeah. you change between ninth grade and 12th grade, your senior year. And, you know, you're, you're developing as a human and you're learning about the world and other people how you maneuver through the world. And I feel like I've grown up and come from away. I've mm. changed for sure in seven years. And um, it's, it's going to be, it's, it's, I've never been a part of a show for this long. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm, I don't know how, I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to be. <laughs> I try not to think about it too much, but because um, we are all very close. We are all very, very close. We're like siblings. We know what makes each other's tick. It's like, you're getting on my nerves right now, girl. I got to walk away. Um, <laughs> and then you go out for a drink later. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I, I just can't imagine not going to the theater. I remember moving into this apartment and um, going, oh, I would love to be able to walk to work one day. And then I book come from away. And just the walk to work, just preparing myself to tell this story every night. I have a little thing that I do as I walk to work. And mm. I, I'm going to miss that. Um, I hope I'll get another place, another show, yes. walk to work. But it's really specific for Come From Away, my little private ritual that I do. Do you want to share any of it or is it just for you? Which I respect. It's just for me. Just for you. I yeah, that. I love that. I can tell you what I do when I get to the theater. I stretch. I have a little cubby hole and I stretch. And I, I because I have a kid and a husband, that's probably my only private time. So I'm like texting people. I'm like sp- doing splits. Not, you know, texting, stretching, humming at the same time or doing emails. And, you know, I just do a lot of breathing and stuff like that when I get to the theater. Do you share a dressing room with anyone? Yes, Sharon. Oh, cool. Isn't she an author? Yes, she is. She's an incredible writer. She's an incredible That's so cool. Yeah, I'm actually, I made an addition to her book um, at the very end of her book. It's called Drive. Yes. Yeah, I'm pretty proud of it. I'm proud of her. And uh, she's an incredible writer. I know. I need to check out Drive. She and I oddly follow each other on Twitter. I don't know why she follows me, but um, <laughs> I need to, I need I see her promoting the book and stuff like that. I need to get it from the drama bookshop. You know, she signs copies every now and then. Yeah. Shannon will be her too. Yeah. I know. I, I would love that. She'd be amazing. We should. She did Phantom like back in the yeah. day. And yeah, early nineties. And was she in the same revival of Les Mis with you? No, she did, I think, the original. Original one? Okay. Because it came back really soon after it was originally. Yeah, I was in the first one, the first. Okay. Which was a dream because I was like, my favorite show in the world is closing. I'll never be in the audition. I have an audition? What? It came really fast. <laughs> and yes. uh, 
that was something else. Q, I have questions about Les Mis. I have questions about about Mary Poppins. And we just covered a lot about Come From Away, but we do like to check in with our guests, usually at the start, but we, we got into it because I was so emotionally fraught from listening to the last <laughs> 10 minutes of Come From Away. But anyway, how are you doing? Are you well? <laughs> I am well. I am healthy and happy and my husband is in Berkeley, California, working on a new show called Goddess that is supposed to come to Broadway soon. Ooh. So look out for it. What's that about? It is basically about identity and finding mm. your, your path and your truth. Basically, it's all Black cast, African-inspired music. The dancing is amazing. But it's basically about a young, a young girl who's been gifted with the gift of song. Her mother, um, is her mother who is in the realms, is jealous of her and has tried to rid her of any kind of love that enters her life because she's a better, she, her daughter's a better singer than she was. Mm. Hates that idea. And so she's up in the realms trying to rid her of all any kind of goodness. And um Anyway, so she she is on this journey and finds herself, and it's it's really sweet. It's an original original story, and I love that artist. And yeah, so I say that because my I dropped my son off in Berkeley a few weeks ago, so I am home by myself. So when you ask me how I'm doing, I am well. Do you hear me? I, uh, I'm doing a lot of self-care. I'm giving myself facials. I'm getting massages. I'm going to the gym. I'm getting my body back. To me, my my son is two and a half, and it's taken a while oh, wow. to just own my body back, you know, and uh, I'm feeling really, really good and so happy. I feel so grateful. I'm, I'm full of gratitude. I can feel it coming off of you. You're glowing. Thank you. Wait, also two and a half. Was he born like right when COVID hit? Yes, <laughs> right before they knew what it was. So my husband was still able to come into the hospital with me. I mean, he was born in January, 2020. So um, we brought okay. the baby home and we started hearing about something going around in, in, in the world. And they're like, you stay inside, you know, and wash your hands. We're like, what is happening? So we just sort of literally stayed in the home with our newborn. And then a couple, of, a couple of months later, they started calling it COVID. And I was supposed to go back to work two weeks before the world shut down. And I did come from away with him for six months. He was six months and in my belly, in my belly. So uh -huh. When we do, we open the airplane doors, flash out of the cars. You know, they gave me a different shirt. It was a button down. So I didn't have to show my belly. We opened the airplane doors. So I went that way instead of that. Right. Uh -huh. So, and the first time I ever heard, felt my son kick was during um, the prayer channel of peace. I was like, make me a channel of your <laughs> It was like, it was, it was the timing of it couldn't have been more amazing. And I was, it, it, all, it was also scary because I was like, am I going to get through this song without bursting into tears? It was the best thing ever. I was like, oh my God, there he is. I, I didn't know if it was a boy or a girl. Oh, I love that you were surprised. Yeah. Too. And the cast threw, threw us a reveal party. And I mean, it's, it's been it's such an amazing experience with this show. Such an amazing experience. But I think I veered off. They are in California. I'm here doing self-care. And I'm loving living my best life. 
<laughs> I love it. Now, wait, is your husband an actor as well, or is he in a different facet of the arts? He's an actor. He is a director. He is a writer. All, all those things. Yeah. Oh, so cool. Did you guys meet doing a show or just being like adjacent to the industry? He, it was not a showmance. Um, thank God, because I told myself I would never date an actor. <laughs> um, we were just friends. We just, you know, we met through mutual friends. We both have different stories how we met. Oh, interesting. He had an audition. And I was like, what? He said, he said, I was in the hallway waiting and you were singing. And I said, who is that singing? And someone said, that's Q Smith. And he said, I walked out of the room and he remembered everything that I wore. He remembered every detail. And I was like, yeah, I remember that outfit. And I said, that must have been rag time. He was like, I said, hey, you, you sounded great. And you said, thanks. And I said, I did not say that. I did not just go, thanks. Right. He said, yes, you did. I was like, I would never do that. But we, we were just friends. I have a different story how we met, but I wasn't, it wasn't love at first sight or anything like that. We were friends for 10 years. But after about the third or fourth year, I was like, hmm. But I never said anything. Really? And, oh, I never said anything. But I, I wrote in my journal, I wrote little letters to myself. I didn't tell any friends because... We all knew each other and it was it's sticky. So in order to get it out, I wrote little postcards. I like to write and I would just write out my feelings on postcards, put it in an envelope, date it. And I was going to burn it once I like got over him. And that went on for years. I was on the tour. I was on tours years and years. And one day he was doing Book of Mormon and I was on a break from tour. And he's like, meet me at the stage door. Let's go out before you um, go back out on, on tour. I said, great. We sat down and he started eating really fast. Now I've known him for 10 years at this point. And I was like, are you okay? He was like, yeah, I'm fine. He's like, actually, nope, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not. I just need to get this off my chest before you go on tour. And then he starts telling me how he feels. And I was like, wow. He said, don't give me your answer. I know you're going on tour. Um, I want you to pray about it, think about it. And uh, if you want to take our relationship to the next level, I'm open. And if you are, you know, let's do it. But don't, don't give me your answer. Just think about it. Go, go back out and live your life. And I was like, okay. So then that night and nothing had ever happened with us. Until he would spend the night with like nothing ever happened. Not, we didn't like almost kiss. We were just friends. But I remember waking up in the morning sometimes if he spent the night. And I remember the first time I looked in the mirror and I was like, oh my God, my hair. Oh, I was like, oh. No, 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 this is not happening. No, no, this is not happening. I fought it for years and years and years. So after he told me how he felt, we go back to the place that I rented and we were watching the Adele concert because <laughs> we both love Adele. The Royal Albert Hall one? Yes. Mm-hmm. And I go into my suitcase to get ready for bed and I see all of those note cards that I wrote. They're stacked. I have stacks because I was on tour for years and I didn't have anywhere to put them. And so I traveled with them, hoping I would have to burn them one day. Mm-hmm. So dramatic. But literally, I just needed to get him out of my system. And that was the only yeah. way to do it. And I was like, are you sure you don't want my answer? He's like, no, no, no. I said, well, when you're ready, here you go. And I pop a stack of note cards with all my feelings and emotions. And he's like, what is this? And I said, that's that's you. That's, that's you, dude. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> he was like, what? So I came back from tour and we started dating. We dated for four years and now we've been married for four years. Now we have a two and a half year old. 
Congratulations. That is one of the cutest and most poetic love stories I have ever heard. (laughs) Dylan, you took the words from my mouth. That story could be a movie. Please tell me you're workshopping a screenplay for it. (laughs) People have said that. We, you know, uh, if anybody wants to do it, they can. And how long had, because you said you had harbored feelings on and off for like 10 years. How long do you think that he had had feelings? I think we discovered we started feeling each other around the same time. Like okay. Three or four years into our friendship. Wow. But you know, I'm sure that you've over the years thought, oh, I wish we would have gotten together sooner. You know, there was so much of this and that, but. Oh, I didn't think that. I never. Good. Because I, I think it happened the way it was supposed to, you know. He wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. We needed to. I, when I was on tour, I lived my best life. You Good. Know? Yes. So I, I wasn't ready, but <laughs> I think we would have made it, actually, if I, it, it, I mean, at that time, I was like, ah, uh, you know, I knew, I just knew it wasn't time. One day your son is going to hear this story and he's going to be <laughs> like, oh my God. <laughs> I love it. So, so you mentioned you were on tour. What, you know, what kept you on the road for all those years? Was it Maybe this is a silly question, but was it like contract to contract or did you have little breaks between these shows? I did Mary Poppins for almost three years on the road, um, but I've done about 10 tours all together. And some of them are very short. You know, it's like four weeks or. Okay. Yeah, I'll try to remember them. Oh, in order. Fun game here. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Smokey Joe's Cafe with Gladys Knight. Mm. That was 2001, I believe. That's a whole story. I have so many different stories. Then I did Fame, the musical. It was like a West Coast tour. And the same company produced Smokey Joe's Cafe again with a different star, Rita Coolidge and Gary Bonds. Probably grandparents would probably know. So they asked me to come and do that. And then some people came to see Fame on tour and wanted to take two, three of us to the New York company. Um, to put it off Broadway. Oh, so that that wasn't a tour. Um, but I did come to New York to do, that was my New York debut was fame. And then I went to Guatemala. A friend of mine runs a theater. She's my friend now, but I didn't know her then. I just auditioned for her. Uh, it's called Wanderlust Theater Company. She takes artists to Central America and perform in underserved communities. And so I went to Guatemala with her and then came back and then a friend of mine from Smokey Joe's Cafe, the first Smokey Joe's Cafe reached out and said, Hey, they're losing a soprano in Germany. I'm on this gospel tour in Germany. Can can you fly out here in two weeks? I said, yes, I can. Went to Germany for a few months and then came back and I went to Nicaragua with the musical Andrew Lloyd Webber with uh, my friend now who runs the Wanderlust Theater Company. Then I did, um, I think Abyssinia came later. That was with Wynton Marsalis. That was, that was like two months maybe. And then I think I went back out to Central America with her for about three weeks. We toured around Central America. And a tour, when I say tour, it means you go from place to place. We didn't sit in one place. Mm-hmm. Almost three weeks, you really are traveling from here to there. And then Mary Poppins for two years. And then I had a, then they asked, they were doing a, another production, another tour of it. So they asked to a couple of us to join that tour of it. So I did that. That's two tours of Mary Poppins. And then... 
Oh, 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 oh. I forgot my very first tour was uh, Mufaro's Beautiful Daughters. It's a children's theater um, that I booked right out of college for five months. So that was, so it is 10 tours. And then A Night with Janis Joplin, right? Or was that off-Broadway? That's 11, Janis Joplin. Okay. (gasps) That's right. Was that with Mary, what's her name, Mary Elizabeth? Mary Bridget Davies. Mary Mary Bridget Davies, that's right, okay. You Um, are booked. That is incredible. It just is a testament to your talent and how in demand you were over all those years. That was, it was, I encourage everyone to tour, students to tour. It's just, you learn so much about the world and your life and how how you maneuver through the world. Just think it's important to tour. It's really hard, but it's, it's worth it. Were a lot of those bus and truck tours? Only, only a handful, maybe half of them. Okay. I was really blessed to be able to fly and be really taken care of nicely. Oh, good. So, um, some of them are bus and truck, maybe four. Okay. If you were in Mary Poppins on the tour, were you with Ashley Brown? And okay. Did you, do you know if you did the Cleveland stop? Yeah. Okay. We would have seen you then because we, we grew up in Cleveland and. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah I was there. You were there for a while, if I remember correctly, but that was a magical yeah, I remember, one. I remember where we stayed. I remember uh, going to, because my my um, godfather lived in Shaker Heights and I oh, cool. visit him. And um, I remember going to Cedar Point. And I, I know we went there for sure. I mean, with all these tours, you sometimes stop in the same, same sure. spots. But I remember that was my first time to Cleveland with Okay. What a fun show. And you played a a myriad of roles on the tour, but then you made history when you moved it to Broadway. Can you tell us a little bit about that experience? Yeah, man, that was wild. I remember Mrs. Corey is played by a brown person normally. Um, She's supposed to be Caribbean, this fun Caribbean woman. And it was it was fun. And I remember going to see when I when I booked the show as Mrs. Corey, they gave the touring cast tickets to the Broadway show. And I took my best friend, Lawrence, who's now my husband. Oh. <laughs> and uh, and I remember turning it down years ago for the Broadway company, the audition. I didn't book it, but they asked me to audition for Mary Poppins. And I didn't grow up with Mary Poppins. I didn't know much about I didn't. So I said, I'm not really, it doesn't sound fun to me. Then I needed a job some years later. So I was like, yes, I'll audition for the tour. Of course. So I booked Mrs. Corey. I went to go see the show with my best friend and the role of Miss Andrew comes out. And in my heart, I was like, oh, what a great role. And I just kept it really private. And he whispers to me, he's like, I could see you do that role. And I was like, you can't, I want to do that role. I was like, that, that'll never happen to it. And so saw the show on tour for about a year and then the next year, the, the cover, who, the person who covers Mrs. Miss Andrew, she gets pregnant and she leaves. And she was my roommate. She's like, you should audition because I messed around all the time, like singing the songs. I'm like, that'd be so much fun. And I was like, you're not gonna. And I, and I kind of did some research. I'm like, there's never been a brown Miss Andrew. And she's like, just try it. I was like, all right. And so I did. And she also covered the bird woman. And so, so I auditioned for those two parts and I had to fly to New York and audition with everybody else. There was no brown person in line waiting. I was the only brown person. I was the youngest person because that role is typically cast a little bit older as a character actress, normally tall, thin, you know, angular face, like just a character actress, you know. And what song does Miss Andrews sing? Or 
stone and treacle. She's oh yes, oh yes. Poppins nemesis. Yes. Okay. Now I know. So I book it, and I was so happy. And so I never really got to go on. And so the the day that I did go on, I had to do the sound check. I forget what city we were in, and I did not know this. The camera Macintosh was there. And my friend was in the back by the sound booth and she overheard them talking. She didn't tell me this until later. And I'm so grateful. He was like, what's her name? Who's that? He was like, I, I want to talk to you later. He was talking to the director or something like, I want to talk to you later about her. So time goes on and I, they come to my dressing room, you know, after a couple of months, was like, are you interested in moving to the Broadway company? I said, am I interested? I was like, yes, who? And they're like, Miss Andrew. I was like, what? That means I get to play Queen Victoria too? So that's how that happened. That's how that happened. I think Cameron McIntosh had a hand in that. And Lawrence knew that you'd be doing it. He did. He did. I love that song too. Did you ever play the bird lady though? Yes. So the second round of Mary Poppins, the tour that I did, they combined the role. I was sort of the guinea pig. So they didn't have to pay two actors. They paid one person, which was me. So I played, which is a dream. I mean, I played Miss Andrew and the woman. And I think they're going, they started doing that after I did it. They were like, let's just test this out. Oh, it works. And talk about two total opposite yes. characters oh, too. Oh, so amazing. Feed the birds. That is my favorite moment in the movie, at least I'll say. Because I've, I've only remember seeing the musical once. Yes. But that is such a beautiful, special moment. What a, what a great show. So such fun. And what a cool Disney uh, Broadway debut. Yeah, seriously. I work for Disney any day. They're great. You're in the family now. You know, they love to, to bring their folks back and around. So you never know. never know. I need to know, before we move on to Dose of Drama, I need to know about Gladys Knight and Smokey Joes. Yes. So did she take on like, like the Brenda track? Like, you know, like, does she play like one of the tracks? Or did, it was a sort of like a mixture. Yeah, she was like, <laughs> I think there's four women and now it's five with her. So Brenda. BJ, right? Uh-huh. It's four women typically, but she was the fifth. And she did her own thing. She took a little bit from here, took a little bit of, from there. She She's amazing. I remember, you know, I was a swing and that was my first professional job. Is A lot of my career has been swinging and understudying which I actually really enjoyed. It's not for everybody, but I sure. I loved it. I loved playing. So I remember in rehearsals, she wasn't there for the first week or two. And so I'm doing what she would do, her track and stuff. And I did not know she was coming in that day. She came in that day and she sits down and I, my heart is racing because I'm up there doing what she would be doing. She just so happens to walk in on that part and I'm like, oh my, I mean, I lose my voice. I'm like, ah, <laughs> and uh, she's sitting there and she's listening and she's like, somebody's off. Somebody's off. It should be this. Her ear is incredible. It's a woman's ear. She can hear a pin drop. She can hear the slightest little, it is amazing. She, She's a legend for a reason, a living legend. She is a force. And somebody, I remember doing a talk back, somebody's like, so what do you do, you know, when you're, you lose your voice? And she was like, sleep and drink water. She said, I don't do any of that vocal stuff or laws. And she's like, you just rest and drink water. That's hmm. it. And I was like, huh, you know, we do all these little concoctions and things. She, and then I followed her advice one day and I was like, oh, 
I just drank a ton of water, like two gallons of water and slept. And my voice was like, hello, very old school. She's very old school. And really, she's passionate about what she does. She's hardworking. She, she doesn't play. She does not play. Wow. I mean, you're what right. A cool experience. And talk about living legend. I think we forget sometimes, but like, heard it through the grapevine, Midnight Train to Georgia, like these versions of her song, like unbelievable. I remember seeing her on, Dylan, wasn't she on Dancing with the Stars too? I think she was at some point. Yeah. yeah and her brother Bubba Knight is just, oh my God, he's such a teddy bear. And he was one of the original pips. And uh, I had him so accessible and easy. I had him call my mom for her birthday happy birthday and i mean he he would do that for anybody and she took him everywhere he was in the show too and memorable moment oh i had to go on for gladys in the middle of the show one day i was in the dressing room i was just downstairs relaxing in houston texas and somebody comes down it's like you're on what like i have five minutes to get dressed and i went on for gladys in the middle of a show and i was like oh my god this is really happening. It was originally Midnight Train to Houston. I did not know that. And then she said it just didn't fit. Someone in the audience asked her the question. I'm like, wasn't it, was it always Midnight Train to Georgia? She's like, no, it used to be Midnight Train to Houston. And she said, because uh, she was on the train riding. And she said, it just didn't fit. Midnight Train to Houston. And it, you think about it, it's like only Georgia fit. Only Georgia. You know? Whoa. I love that story. The only things you'd pick up from, you know, being out on the road. Speaking of like celebrity encounters, a lot of celebs have come out to see Come From Away over the years. I mean, I remember Justin Trudeau went. uh, The dreamy look in your eyes when Dylan goes, Justin Trudeau went. (laughs) Gorgeous. He's gorgeous. You know, was there, who was your favorite person who came through to see Come From Away at some point? Oh my gosh. I don't get starstruck often, but I had never met Lynn Manuel. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, and he's it was just really nice to finally meet him. I wouldn't say I was starstruck, but I was so excited to meet this young guy of my generation. This man who who's who's done so many things, broken so many records and broken, you know, uh, torn down so many doors and I yeah. It was just very exciting to meet him. And he's so, such a normal person. That's what they say. I love that. I love it. You know, I love it. And I loved his wife. She was pregnant at the time. Um, who else? I've met Lilius White a couple of times, but when she was in the audience watching me perform, man, oh man, I was like, Lilius is in the audience watching me. And then she came backstage and she was like, girlfriend. <laughs> I love her. I, I love her. And then, uh, Whoopi Goldberg, she saw the show, and but I didn't get to see her after the show. I saw her backstage at the Tony Awards, okay. and I was standing next to her. Oh, yeah, because she appeared in the opening number with the host that year. Yes. Mm-hmm. Look at you. <laughs> I, was sta- I didn't realize I was standing next to her. I'm talking to someone to my left. She's to my right. There's so many people backstage. And I look towards you know stage, which happens to be to the right. And I bump her a little bit. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Oh, my God. That's going to be And uh, she's like, oh, girlfriend. And I'm in costume. It's like, girlfriend, you killed it the other night. I said, you saw come from where? Oh, yeah. You killed it the other night, girlfriend. It's like, oh, my God. So Whoopi Goldberg and. Oh, how cool. There are others. But those were on the forefront of my mind. Oh, yeah. Those were, those were all amazing. You'll have to try and see Lilius in Hadestown. I know. I see. I've seen clips. 
She's amazing. Oh my God. That's so truly cool. one of the best that we have. This has been such a great conversation. We sadly do have to say goodbye soon, but before we go, we like to end on a dose of drama. We do. We share the drama that's in our hearts, on our minds, anything in the world. Life is drama, so this could truly be anything. And I had a different dose of drama, but I'm going to switch it as a last minute, you know, um, inspiration. But I am so excited about so much of the theater that's happening in New York right now. And word of mouth has taken me to this show at the Connolly Theater called Caperland is Kate, which I am hearing is absolutely incredible. She's so funny, but it is impossible to get a ticket. Dylan, it's where they did Circle Jerk this summer. Yeah. And yeah. I've I'm entering that today ticks lottery every single day and I can't get a ticket, but I want to give a shout out to like inspired pieces of theater that like I hear that it's directed by Bo Burnham. It's very like unique and special and it fits in the space very well. And I'm like really excited to hopefully get a chance to go down there and see it. But I'm feeling dramatic because I lose the Today Ticks lottery every single day. So anyway. So if any, any listeners out there have any hookup, <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah, literally. Um, Dylan, do you have a dose of drama today? I do. And I think that you and I will probably have to have a longer conversation about it. But I saw The Woman King on Thursday night. Mm. It is one of my favorite movies I've seen this year. It is going to be Viola's next Oscar. She's so physical. It's everything. It is so good. And I just saw that that movie and Top Gun Maverick are the two highest critic scored movies of the year to come out so far. So yes to that. And I watched the credits as at the end of the movie and it looked like most of the creative team was all women, Ooh. which I love to see that as well. Love. And that's rare. That's really rare. It never happened, I think. Yeah. That's <laughs> no, I don't think that's ever mm-hmm. happened. <gasps> director Ugh. producers i saw someone named like julius or julian and i was like oh that could be wait isn't julius yeah. viola's husband oh yeah okay so that's okay that's yeah fine. yeah i love her anyways it was amazing the whole cast was amazing i recommend everyone go see it it's it's it feels like a movie as harry styles says <laughs> um anyways anyways q do you have a dose of drama for us today i i was gonna say something else but i think you you led me to this um i you know the book i'm writing queens of the theater Yes. Viola Davis is actually in it and Leia Salonga, Daphne Rubin Bake. Like I have over 110 women in the book. It's just about women of color in theater, television, and film, just interviews with them. Um, their ups and downs, highs and lows. And I've been writing it for so many years. It is time to get it published. So I need a literary agent. <laughs> and some of the drama is I've been... Now I have an editor. We've For the last six months, we've been putting together our proposal. I said eight months. And we've sent it out to different people. And we've gotten positive feedback, but we haven't gotten the agent yet. And I have a publishing house that's very, a big publishing house that's pretty interested, but they don't work. I'm so green. I'm, this is my first book, and I don't know the ins and outs, and they don't really do unsolicited, except unsolicited work. And so they're like, you know, find a literary agent and we'll, we'll do that. So the drama with it all is that my goal a year ago was to get a literary agent before Come From Away closed. We have two weeks left and I am still holding hope that we will find one, me and my editor. So you will, you will. Uh, that's getting me all, I'm like, okay, come on. I got two weeks left. That is my, my personal goal. I really, I really need an agent. Maybe Cameron McIntosh style, they'll be in the audience at the closing (laughs) performance and be like, I want to publish her book. Yes. You never know. So I'm saying it out loud. So whoever's listening, 
let me know. <laughs> do you do all the interviews yourself and then transcribe them and everything? Oh my gosh. Did you get Daphne when you worked together? Or no, she was in the other revival. Or no, she was in the one you were. Yeah. Yep. Her and Leah. They were both in that one. Okay. Times. I didn't do Viola myself. My friend, my best friend at the time, who's now my husband. He's the only person out of the 110 interviews, the only other person that has interviewed someone for me. Because Viola and I, this is years ago, I met her off Broadway. She was doing a show, not off Broadway, on Broadway. And uh, I met her. She was so gracious. She gave me her number. She was so kind. And I was told her my ideas. And she's like, yes, yes, yes. But for three years, we kept missing each other. I would, I would be on tour. We'd stop in LA. She wasn't there. She would come here. I wasn't here. We kept mm-hmm. going back and forth. And so my best friend at the time, keep saying that, he I love that. moved to LA. And I said, this woman is blowing up. I need you to go interview her before I can't get her anymore. She loved him. She ended up inviting him to a party they were having that night and this is so long ago. I don't know if she ever remembers. And I don't even know if she remembers. She even interviewed for my book, but I didn't actually interview her. He did. And he did an amazing job. Uh, she'll remember when it comes out. She'll remember. I actually think she would because he's mm-hmm. memorable. Oh my gosh. That's so special. I forward to reading it when it's cute. It's so funny. When we asked you to do this, we're like, we record for an hour. You said to us, I don't know if you want to talk to me for an hour. I could talk to you for two more. I you know. are so incredible. <laughs> Thank you for doing this with us. Thank you so much for having you guys have something special going on. Oh my goodness. That that gave me chills. Thank you for that. And of course, people need to follow along. You're at Cuperstar on, on Instagram. Yeah. And tag me for whatever. And I'll put it out there, you know support you all as you thank you yeah thank you so much you You are just fabulous and you are just as nice as you are talented and you're so genuine and it took me until dylan said it out loud to realize how to say your instagram name it is so iconic i don't know what i was thinking this whole time but now that i know it's legendary because you are a cuper star so thank (laughs) thank you thank you and while everyone's following you they should Follow us at the Drama Podcast. I'm at Connor McDowell. Dylan's at Dylan McDowell. And y'all should leave us a review on Spotify, Apple, anywhere you listen to us. Yes. Because it means a lot. It means a lot. Yes. And if you haven't checked out Come From Away, see it in its final weeks on Broadway. Watch it on. It's on Apple, Apple TV. Apple TV Plus. Yeah. Apple TV Plus. And thank you again, Q. You are amazing. Thank you. Connor, I will see you next time. Drama. Drama. <laughs>